Good morning. Welcome to the PCF Sunday morning consideration. Consideration of this morning who God really is and our relationship with him. We're going to focus on the goodness of God and, and his desire to to bless us and to be with us. But life can be difficult. And that's what we're going to look at as well. Um, and just a, uh, words of a hymn just to take us into our thoughts today. And that ultimately, we know what's going to happen. It's a great old hymn. We don't sing it very often, but uh, the sentiment is still there. When, when the trumpet of the Lord shall sound and time shall be no more. When the morning breaks eternal, bright and fair. When the saved of earth shall gather over on the other shore and the roll is called up yonder, I'll be there. When the roll is called up yonder, 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 I'll be there. And we know that through faith in Christ Jesus and living a life for him, our name is placed in the Lamb's Book of Life. And one day we will be with our Father, our Saviour, our Lord, for all eternity. But, be, but from now, life can be difficult. When life turns things upside down, where do people find comfort? Where do they find help? Some people turn to that uh, great thing of, of, of having a bar of chocolate or grabbing a book and being absorbed into that or just sitting and watching TV or going to the cinema to watch the latest film. Some may turn to more serious alcohol and drugs. The responses are as varied as the individuals, how we cope with the, the pressures of life. But while the chocolate tastes good, and the book or the film may distract for a while. When they're done, the problem will still be there. And maybe alcohol can help them for forget for a little while. But when they wake up in the morning, nothing will have changed. They'll have a hangover and be poorer for the time spent. When our lives go wrong, most of the time we try to escape it, usually because trying to fix it is beyond us. And focusing on everything that's wrong is depressing. So when life starts circling the drain and nothing seems to be going right, there's really only one thing we can do. There's really only one person we can turn to. And that is the Lord. That is the Lord Jesus Christ. That is God himself. I found that the writers of the Psalms catch this incredibly well, repeatedly well. Uh, Psalm 94, I just want to read the psalm to you before just reflecting on a few more things. It says, The Lord is a God who avenges. Oh God, who avenges, shine forth, rise up, judge of the earth, pay back to the proud what they deserve. How long, Lord, will the wicked, how long will the wicked be jubilant? They pour out arrogant words, all the evildoers are full of boasting. They crush your people, Lord, they oppress your inheritance. They slay the widow and the foreigner, they murder the fatherless. They say the Lord does not see, the God of Jacob takes no notice. Take notice, you senseless ones among the people, you fools. When will you become wise? 
Does he who fashioned the ear not hear? Does he who formed the eye not see? Does he who's, who, who, who disciplines nations not punish? Does he who teaches mankind like knowledge? The Lord knows all human plans. He knows that they are futile. Blessed is the one you discipline, Lord, the one you teach from your law. You grant them relief from days of trouble till a pit is dug for the wicked. For the Lord does not reject his people. He will never forsake his inheritance. Judgment will again be founded on righteousness and all the upright in heart will follow it. Who will rise up for me against the wicked? Who will take a stand for me against the evildoers? Unless the Lord had given me help, I would soon have dwelt in the silence of death. When I said, my foot is slipping, your unfailing love, Lord, supported me. When anxieties were great within me, your consolation brought me joy. Can a corrupt throne be allied with you? A throne that brings on misery by its degrees? The wicked band together against the righteous and, the, and condemn the innocent to death? For the Lord has become my fortress and my God, the rock in whom I take refuge. He will repay them for their sins and destroy them for the wickedness. The Lord our God will destroy them. May God bless the reading of his word. But the psalmist seemed to grasp the the, the oppression, the negativity, the problems of life, but they always come round to the sovereignty of God and how God meets their need. The psalmist says, I cried out, I'm slipping, but your unfailing love, O Lord, supported me. When doubts filled my mind, your comfort gave me renewed hope and cheer. The context is that this psalm was written in a time of oppression. The writer takes courage from the fact that God is sovereign and will do what is right. When I said my foot is slipping, your unfailing love, Lord, supported me. Your anxiety was great with when anxiety was great within me, your consolation brought me joy. We could do worse than follow the example of the men and women of God who have drawn on that their faith in times of oppression and conflict, proving that he is Lord. In Deuteronomy 32, it says, I punish people, I will pay them back. The time will come when their feet will slip. The, their day of trouble is near. Very soon they will be destroyed. He is our dad. We can say with confidence, my dad is bigger than your dad. Isn't that a great thing? To picture the Lord stood beside us as his, uh, as his children and his hand on our shoulder, leading us, protecting us, guiding us. Job writes, people who have an easy life look down on those who have problems. They think trouble comes only to those whose feet are slipping. We must put our eternal perspective into our thinking. We know where we're going. We know that God is with us. We know that we will do what is right. Ecclesiastes 11 we read, So then, banish anxiety from your heart and cast off the troubles of your body, for youth and vigour are meaningless. Age does not impact our spirit when it is alive to God. 
again Job, then I will still have this consolation, my joy in unrelenting pain, that I had not denied the words of the Holy One. Job saw his relationship with God as an absolute priority, more real than the pain that he felt. That brings us to the second hymn again, a great hymn, and probably I'll quote it more times than I ought, uh, but it was my favourite as a child. Blessed assurance, Jesus is mine. Oh, what a foretaste of glory divine. Heir of salvation, purchase of God, born of his spirit, washed in his blood. Perfect submission, all is at rest. I, in my Saviour, am happy and blessed, watching and waiting, looking above, filled with his goodness, lost in his love. This is my story. This is my song, praising my Saviour all the day long. This is my story. This is my song, praising my Saviour all the day long. Any comfort we try to find on earth is going to be temporary. Ultimately, it's God who has to solve the problem. But his solutions not only solve the problems we're facing today, but also the ones we'll face in the future. Now that's not saying his solutions always make sense. On the contrary, in my experience, most of the time his solutions are more confusing than the problem. But do you want to have a God you can understand? I don't. A God who I understand would be very, very poor. I want a God who is sovereign, who is working all things together for good, who I know has my best interests at heart. If I can understand God and know what he's going to do, and how he thinks all the time. Is he bigger than I am? No, he's not. Some people claim to know exactly what God's doing. They're fooling themselves. His ways are deeper, higher, greater than anything we can do. His ways are beyond finding out. But he does share things with his people. God has to be bigger than me, so that he is big enough to solve not only my problems, but also the problems of everyone on earth. And he all, all he already solved our greatest problem, that was sin. We are no longer bound to sin. Those who follow Christ have a choice. We don't have to be controlled by our desires and our selfishness. We need to throw them away if we really want the fullness of God in our lives. We're either full of ourselves, we're full of God. We need to choose what that will be. But what about sickness, hunger, financial instability? What about the national economy? What about all the little pesky daily troubles we encounter? What about COVID? God says he's got it covered. And if you trust in him, we can take comfort in that. Because God isn't going to tell you something if it isn't true. We just have to get to the point where we believe him. Believe, not like the demons, the demons believe and tremble, but believe in him as his redeemed servants, living our lives for him, putting him first in our lives, enjoying the fullness of his parental care and love and blessing upon us. We need to make sure that we don't just believe he exists, 
but that he also rewards those who diligently seek him. While most of what God does doesn't make sense, there's one thing you can always count on, and that is God's unfailing love. No matter what you do or where you go, or where you've been or where you're headed, God loves you. He always has. He always will. There's nothing you can do to make him stop because there's nothing you did to earn it in the first place. His love has no limit. His grace has no measure. His power has no boundary known unto man. We just need to enjoy it and be obedient to what the Spirit is saying to us. Throw our pride, throw our elitism out of the window and submit to our Lord and Saviour. God loves you. If you're a Christian follower, God is working everything out for your good and for his glory. When you slip and fall, he'll be there to catch you. When you are full of doubts and uncertainties, just look back at all the times he's helped you, all the instances where he's been present in your life up to now. If he's ordered your steps this far, he isn't going to stop now. We need to cast out all fear by allowing God to have his way within our lives. One more song. You might say it's at the wrong time of year. I don't think it is. Uh, you can take that up with me when you see me, if you wish. It's this. Oh, come, all ye faithful. Come joyful. Come triumphant. Come ye to, to Bethlehem. Come and behold him. Born the king of angels. Oh, come, let us adore him. Oh, come, let us adore him. Oh, come, let us adore him. Christ the Lord. Lord, we thank you for this new day that you've given to us. We thank you for your grace and for your loving kindness. We thank you for your benevolence and goodness shown upon us. We pray that you'll forgive us when we look at your children and criticise them. We pray that you'll forgive us when we choose to do the wrong thing instead of the right thing. Pray that you'll forgive us for our pride and arrogance. And Lord, we just pray that you will give us the grace by your Holy Spirit's presence in our life to do the right thing. Fill us, Spirit of the living God, fill us with all your goodness that our lives will be fruitful for the glory of our Lord and Saviour, Jesus Christ. Amen. I pray that you will continue to have a great day and a great week this week. Keep your eyes on Jesus.